0: Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face.
1: I feel the light. As new layers of healing are revealed to me, I utilize my past wisdom. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman, And I'm Jane Donovan.
0: And today we're talking about don't forget your kindergarten basics, (laughs) kids. Right? Um... Do you know, it's so funny because I did some really basic work on myself last night, the kind of work that I dish out to every poor sod that comes to me for any kind of counselling or coaching or reading or
1: anything. And I actually applied it to myself last night, Jane. It was kind of a bit of a shock, really. <laughs> well, it's interesting, isn't it, that you've done this because I too have been going through my journey of um, wanting to move into a new area and looking at my beliefs and my upper limits, and I've found that going back to the basics is doing it for me. Yeah. So we've both gone through this. We're mirroring each other. Yeah. How unusual, da-da-da, here mm-hmm. we go again.
0: Divine <laughs> synchronicity. So – the point being it's it's funny because you know for those of us that are super spiritual and you've read every book you've read every blog you've been to the seminar you know everything intellectually by now and a lot of you are at quite advanced levels some of you might already be practitioners who've been doing this stuff for years or you know some of these concepts have been familiar with you for so long maybe you innately knew them when you were younger like you didn't even need to be taught them the funny thing is that sometimes when the most basic tripwire things present in life, just a typical old emotional block or something you're stuck on, we actually forget the power of some of the simplest tools that we already have in our toolkit. Um, we tend to maybe overcomplicate things or think things are harder or trickier or more overwhelming than they actually are. Um, so we, we sort of start... Getting addicted to needing more and more far out answers mm. or that more and more crazy advanced healer or whatever it is. Whereas sometimes I think if you just go back to doing a few basic steps, you'll probably find in the first chapter of any new age book you've had on your shelf for the last 30 years, you can actually probably knock it on the head in five minutes.
1: Jane. I agree 100%. I find it fascinating because my experience of life, and I think this is for many people, is that we go through areas or t- we go through a, a period of time where our triggers are presented, our fears are presented, our limiting beliefs are presented and we've got stuff to heal, change, grow with. And so we go into the intensity of it because like all our beautiful listeners, we own our own stuff and we want to we want to be more and more authentic and, and empowered. So we instantly go into right, I'm gonna own this and I'm gonna fix it and heal it and change it and do whatever is needed. And so we do that and we work really intensely for a period of time. But then what happens is you kind of, I almost think it's like its like our beautiful spirit guides giving us a bit, a, break, a bit of a break then and going, well done, here's your reward. You get to live in peace and tranquility and calmness and excitement and joy and all those feel-good emotions for a period of time. And then along comes another feather brick or sledgehammer that identifies the next round of layering that needs to be healed and Owned, etc. And I find that as I get older, the the periods of contentment or ease, like the rest period, is actually getting longer. And so what happens then is that when I have an episode that needs healing, is that sometimes I've forgotten the tools of what I've had to do. And like you, I've gone searching for, oh my god, I need a new healer that's got something new for me. I'm searching for the new. New mentor, yeah. something. yeah. So I've had a couple of experiences. Shall I go into my little stories yeah, of what's happened? We'll All tell right, some stories. All right, okay. So, as many of our listeners know, I recently or last year I produced the eight-week module highly sensitive person course. Now, did I open up a can of worms with spirit doing that? Basically, what happened was each week I was recording a module, like I, I did them in advance before releasing the course. But as it was happening, whatever that particular week's topic was including, Spirit put me through my paces on exactly that topic again. So it all up took me about probably three months to produce the course and I went through the ringer. I went through every single scenario that people attending the course were going to go through to remind me of what it had been like for me over the past 50 years. So that was really really intense. But having said that, what was exciting was that I'd get it very quickly and remember the tools that I'd apply. So that was all fantastic until it came to one of the last modules to record and I had the biggest meltdown. Now anybody that's a HSP knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say meltdown. I was completely overwhelmed. Now because I'm a HSS, a high sensation seeking, I go into very powerful energy and I will destroy everything and anything in my path during my meltdown. I could really do some massive damage. And this meltdown was so big that I didn't see it coming at all and yet I know the warning signs. I know how to manage myself. So then what was exciting though was that I had just been recording all this stuff of the tools and tips so they were all reminded, that, like they were really fresh in me of what to do, so I applied the basics instantly, and I had that meltdown under control, in control, and back to my balanced self within about six hours. Now, what was interesting was I was then able to remind, in the recording of the course, remind HSPs that when you do the work, it doesn't mean that you're fixed forever. You're going to continue to have episodes, but the difference is the episodes get further and further apart. And the recovery period gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm. So what I, I actually then had to stop and think, when did I have my last massive meltdown? And I reckon it was at least a couple of years. I actually can't remember. Now, when I first was becoming more aware of my behavior and how it wasn't working for me, I'd have a meltdown every day. Some days too. And then I started doing the work and I'd find that, oh, hang on, I haven't had a meltdown for, I had a day without one. That was a good day. And then I'd have a meltdown. Then I'd think, oh, it's been a week. And then over time, it was a month. And now I'm going, it's actually been years. I'm just not sure how many, whether it's two years, three years, four years, but it's it's been a long time. And so I guess what I really wanted to share in this recording is that we need to try and stay in touch with the basic things that work for us every time we're peeling off a new layer of the onion, every time we're delving deep into who we are and are wanting to grow, now, I was fortunate that when I had this meltdown, I had just been reminded of all the tools through the teaching of it through the course. What if I'd not been doing that course? Now, maybe I wouldn't have had the meltdown. I do think that was also yeah. a divine thing to yeah. remind people of the connection and remind me of it. However, it was it was really great wisdom I felt that I got out of this, that we have to stay connected with our basics and continue to implement them, particularly if we start to fill the wheels fall off the card a bit
0: yeah for sure
1: and and that thing
0: that you're saying jane about like life never gets easier but how you learn to handle it does yes so you know i think it's it goes back to that thing i've often said on the show as well about how it's always been so important to me as a practitioner to have that degree of transparency if you're standing in front of an audience or even if you're just standing in front of somebody who's paid to come and see you that it's so important that i am able to hold the energy for them or to show them that I am walking the walk and talking the talk. No, I'll say the example. Now. I'm talking the talk, but I am doing the work. I'm walking the walk. I'm working on making sure that I have the cleanest possible filter that I have when it comes to taking their information in and giving it back out to them the best and highest way that I possibly can so that I get out of the way of myself. My own stuff isn't there. Now, this ties into that saying that we always say on the show about, how you're always called to the career that you're called to because there's some element of that that's there to heal you or that you need to learn more about, you know. You look at psychologists, they always come from terrible families. You look at, (laughs) I don't know, like there's always these interesting sort of connections you can find with with the jobs people do. Um, And so, you know, what you'll find is that there are a lot of healers out there who know everything inside and out and do this all day long, but they're really not doing the work on themselves. And I'd actually tie this back to the New Year's episode that I did. Well, Jane and I did, where I really talked about your personal report card to, to you guys, the listeners. And I said, "You've heard a lot of you. You're sensational. You guys tell us that. Oh, I've only discovered Love Life in December, but I've already listened to 105 episodes. <laughs> like, I'm like, really? What I know they're you, amazing. What have you been doing all this time? Just lying in bed with your <laughs> headphones in? Like it's incredible how I people know, I'm can just bash through so much of our work. However, are they doing? The work and a lot of us aren't. We're still just hearing or absorbing or thinking about it, going, Yeah, I know that. Oh, I know I should do more of that. Yeah, but we're not actually integrating or physically proactively doing the tools. And like I said, when some of these tools are the stuff that you might have known for a long time, you might have had Louise Hayes' book on your shelf since the 60s, you might have been watching Oprah's stuff since the 90s. We know this stuff, heard it before, and we know that. Yeah, but
1: are you applying it? Hmm. Exactly, and it's interesting how you also get taught. You get the opportunities to prove to yourself, or or disprove yourself. You get the opportunities to have your report card ticked or crossed to get the A or the U or however they grade these days in life. I actually had that happen to me only a couple of days ago. I had a, a client ring up that I haven't actually worked with for about five or six years, and He was, I'm actually very grateful because he taught me a lot about me. He put, he gave a lot of triggers to me. He presented with qualities that I didn't like and they were, they were pressing my buttons. And I actually finally had the opportunity through this uh, session to actually tell him his energetic message that he gives off that needs healing that used to press buttons in me. Now I could have had a real inner child moment then going, woohoo, here I go, I get to actually speak my truth. And instead I didn't. I actually did come from love and it was the most beautiful session and I got off the phone and I felt really good about myself. Yeah. I felt like it was a, it was a test. Now I'm not saying that to big night, but I'm saying that, you know, there can be times that you get off the phone from a session and you think, you know what, I really feel like I did really well there, but mm, there was a bit of a button being pressed in me there and I didn't handle that the way I'd like to. That doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, you got to own it. You got to go there and do it. So it was really nice to have that little report card moment. You know, where the universe gave me that opportunity to see, are you able to sit in that energy where you were being triggered and see, are you still being triggered? Have you got more work to do on that topic yourself? And so then when it didn't trigger me, it was like a big tick that says, right, you've actually dealt with that particular topic. And it's no longer holds any fire or ammunition or energy. Mm. So that was really good. But I do want to get back to what are the basic tools that have always worked for you when you were the most unconscious and starting to become conscious, when you were first starting to own your own behavior, when you were first starting to recognize that maybe things could be done differently in your life because it's just not quite working for you the way it used to work for you. So what were the things that really worked for you then because they will continue to work for you now? I want to tell a
0: story to to see, to see into this um, and it's kind of off the back of talking about annoying men that press your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend um, met this new guy. And she would tell me a lot about him. And personally, I'm really glad I never met him because I know I wouldn't have been able to stand him, Jane. <laughs> and that's not Rebecca channeling. <laughs> buttons being pressed. That's not spiritual Rebecca talking. That's just earth Rebecca saying, I, people like that drive me mental. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy. Well, that's good to know you're real. I'm so real. This this guy is basically, from what I have heard, he's it's kind of the antithesis on the spiritual spectrum. He's one of these guys that kinda thinks he's the Messiah and he's got delusions of grandeur and he thinks he's this really out there, cosmic, advanced, amazing soul with access to all this information that nobody else has and, you know, he's the only person to ever have figured all this stuff out. And he's here to change the world and tell everyone and just be this wandering barefoot mendicant that just kind of you know, anyway
1: (laughs) Wish you could see Beck's body language right now. (laughs)
0: Zen, Zen, these people just irk me anyway, so so she's telling me about, about this guy and how, you know, the first few times he'd come bouncing in, you know, he was all showing off basically. And she'd sort of started to just drop stuff in the conversation because my friend who is actually a lot older than this guy and has been on her spiritual journey for many decades and she is a true priestess. She's one of those women hiding in suburbia who's just a true priestess. She's got the knowledge. She's deeply perceptive. She's very, very wise. So she'd just drop these breadcrumbs into the conversation and, and I th- Breadcrumbs or little bombs? Oh, probably, yeah, right. So I think he'd probably hear them, but then not. Comfort the disturb and disturb to <laughs> the comfortable. <laughs> he'd sort of pay attention, but then go bouncing out in his own, you know, bubble of self grandiose. And then he'd come back again and she'd drop the next one. And, you know, she'd say to him, dude, because I can't say his name, like, have you ever thought about just trying to, be grounded didn't want to know about it oh, i could do that i've got a mountain to do that no i oh, know no, 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 no. you know and it's like this is to illustrate the point of today's episode sometimes the people that have the most knowledge or the most advanced out there spiritual whatever 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 intelligence high level operation are the ones that suck the most at the most basic work so this guy do you know what he might be some sort of ascended master on earth bloody messiah whatever who cares? He can't even ground himself. And what what does that mean? If those of you who are scratching your heads going, what does Rebecca kind of mean by that? Grounding yourself means can you put two feet on the earth, collapse yourself into the now moment, let go of the ego, accept the fact you're in the three D earth plane and deal with what's in front of you. And not escape off into the hills, escape off into your laptop, escape off into other relationships or grandiose ideas or distracting sort of notions or constantly going to healers or treatments like the serial like people that always go for like serial psychic goers. Like they go to every psychic in town and they go back around on the circuit again. Like they're just constantly (laughs) looking for answers. And it's like if you can't drop into your own body, that's the kindergarten stuff Yeah, and you're
1: operating actually about to at the university say is level they've got the university level on the spiritual wisdom or, or access to incredible wisdom and knowledge but what's their eq doing their emotional is not really happening and the bq and the bq mm. and really the iq too because the iq and eq can work so well together to create rich connection really with others you know yeah exactly too, exactly so this isn't it, a classic example of a master in one area of the body and kindergarten in, in several and i do think just on a quick spiritual tangent. Uh, uh, well actually i also think that's really hard like that's you know the geniuses we, we've often right. seen the geniuses that they are socially awkward Correct. that they you know and it would be a really hard journey to be such a master of one of the four bodies And just struggle with the others; it'd be super hard. And every now and then, I come across this. I come across a soul that's
0: actually evolved quite advanced in the universe, either in another planetary system or dimension or whatever. They've actually achieved heaps and heaps of stuff, and they've come back to Earth just to learn some real basics. And these are sometimes the people that are they
1: can't leave their homes; like they're actually too scared of the outside world. I've had some as clients that you know they really come to me and they are completely socially, completely. Incompetent. That's right. And yet their minds are brilliant. That's what I'm talking about. Brilliant. And Um, to
0: boil it down for the average listener, right? So we're not necessarily saying you're Einstein and and you're socially awkward or Asperger's. We're just saying, have you, do you get up in the morning and for the day or for the week? have an intention to be working on just a basic tool. It might be a self-love tool like, you know, look in the mirror and say I love you, like we talk about, look in the pupils. So you are doing some of that mirror work, for example? Jane, is there another one? Yeah,
1: well, absolutely. Inner child, shadow work, affirmations, gratitude, all of those things. Now, I've actually just recently gone through um, uh, some Bob Proctor work who I'm really having fun discovering again. Um, we—I don't think I've ever talked about his work, but one of the things I love that he talks about in goal setting is goal setting can be—he breaks it into three categories: A, B, or C. I was sharing this with you recently, Beck, and I think you found it interesting too. So, a goal A is a goal A is setting a goal, setting something that you want to achieve that you've already done it before, so you know you're going to do it, you know how to do it. So, a goal A might be. Um, well, I'll use you as an example. Beck, so Beck's written a book, which is fabulous. And a goal A style would be that Beck says, "Oh, I've got a goal. I'm going to write another book." Well, that's like, okay, good on you, but it's not really a real big goal because it's it's one that you know you're going to achieve. You know how to do it. You've been there, done that. Done already. And Bob Proctor's theory is that goals are designed to expand the person, to expand the individual. So there's no expansion of self in reproducing something you've actually already done. So goal B, now it doesn't mean you can't enjoy, like you like writing books. So yeah, go and write a dozen, you know, do it, enjoy it. It's in your zone of genius. It's what you love doing. Absolutely. But it's not expanding self. So goal B style is where you have a goal that you have never done before, but you know how to do it. Now, they are fantastic for self-worth, self-belief, for gaining in faith in yourself uh, and achieving what it is that you'd like to achieve. But what his idea is that we go to goal C and goal C is where you come up with a goal that there are infinite resources. Everything is taken care of. What's your goal? And you've got no idea how to get there. And so the journey is in the getting there, in the expansion of self because you're being pushed. Like I'm going to launch an an orphanage in India to help. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I've got no idea how I'm going to do it. I can see it. I can visualize it. I can do it. And then from that is you get into gratitude. Now, there's a whole heap of other stuff that he he teaches. I don't mean to simplify his work. But through the goal setting was then I was realizing as I was doing my C goal was I need to get into gratitude because I've actually lost my belief in the seagulls and I've always believed in seagulls from the time I was very young. I can remember being 16 and having massive seagulls and I've had them all my life and I think I lost my way in those. I'm not sure how long ago, I'm going to guess it four or five years ago and I don't quite know why, I'm still exploring that, I shall share when I work that one out, however what I instantly realized was that I need to get back into gratitude because it's through gratitude that we actually can connect with the infinite possibilities of whatever it is desiring, whether it is whether we want to heal, whether we want to manifest, we want to learn, we want to grow, whatever it is.
0: Gratitudes are very misunderstood and undervalued concept i mean we know um oprah really got into it in the 90s when she encouraged
1: all of her audience to keep gratitude journals and it's kind of like it's had its day like it's a bit au fey now a bit past well that's why i wanted to bring it up because it's like you know oh yeah whatever i'm beyond that i'm past that
0: exactly and people immediately dismiss it and it's like Mm. no but it's one of the most powerful vibrations to be working with because from a scientific point of view it's really about repatterning those neural pathways vibrationally so that you retrain your brain to constantly look to reality and expect reality to deliver you wonderful things. So that it's it's probably to do with the law of attraction as well, isn't it? It's almost like subconsciously well, brainwashing. There is the law of
1: gratitude, brainwashing yourself. Of, right, you know, the law cause of
0: and and, and Right. So it's 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 re. Yeah, it's reprogramming yourself to go out every single day in this constant state of welcome anticipation of all the good
1: things that are going to be effortlessly, unlimitedly delivered yes. to you. And what I found was that I actually had diluted that power. And I believe I used to be the queen of that power. So I'm not sure why that became diluted in my life, but it did. And so I downloaded this wonderful app. I think it's called Gratitude Grid. And so in that, you put all the questions that you want to answer each day. And I like little systems and reminders. I, that works for me. I need that kind of stuff. And so I had in there, you know, what was a surprise for today? What am I grateful for today? Did I, was I a loving friend today? You know, or who was I loving and how was I loving to a friend today? Yeah. What did I do for my family? What did I do for my mind? What did I do for my body? What's blah, blah, blah. And I've got put all, all my own personal questions in there as well as they've got some great suggested ones. Yeah. And then you start filling it out through your day. Yep. Now, within, I just want to quickly say that within that day, so I, I downloaded that app at, I don't know, 8 in the morning. By lunchtime, I was in a whole different vibration. It's that I that was quick. back.
0: It's it that quick. It was that fast. So I want you to be doing this with your children. When you tuck them into bed at night, just take a moment and say, darling, what what's one thing that happened today that you're really great? And just
1: get them to, to think that what way. What about the surprise? I loved this one. I didn't actually come up with this question. The app did. What was a surprise that happened today? Perfect. How's that for getting in amongst the magic? Yeah, that's perfect. I loved it. I was so yeah. excited by that feeling. Yeah. So yeah. what I I also want to say is that you know for many of you that have been there, done that, done it a million years, I guess we want to share these stories to show that we've actually just had both of Beck and I within the last week amazing results from going back to some basics that we hadn't done for a while.
0: Just apply And with- here's
1: the thing, though. Yeah. Because you've done so much work and you are so wise, you've got so many tools, just pick a few of those simple ones. They are dynamite mm. instantly. That's the difference is that they act so fast. Because if you put
0: that really fine-honed, direct an intention and attention into something, it can move mountains in a couple of hours. Oh, Especially I was blown away with, by how fast it was. With the level that we're, we are all, everyone listening is at by now, you guys can can absolutely actually shift quite big stuff now using the most basic tools you just have to use them you just have to use them back to the gratitude i just want to remind people as well yes keep the journal by the bed write down say five things every night before you go to bed that you're grateful for and remember they can be very very small things like i i'm grateful for the fact that um my hot water came on this morning on a cold day or whatever it is um But, you know, it's a lovely thing to do as well if you have a partner because to write down five things that you're grateful for of that other person can really
1: help to keep the love flowing in a relationship Oh, it's beautiful. And, in fact, I, I know we've spoken of it before, but I love the gratitude for the person that you're having the most difficulty with in well, your life. Now, that's a challenge and that's a good one. Oh, it's brilliant. So I, I did this at one point and it was yeah. incredible and I was going into negotiations or something and I wrote everything of appreciation for this person, everything that I appreciated about them. And it was some massive big things and there were some really tiny things. And then when the buttons were being pressed, I read that list time and time again every time I went into conversation. And it takes the edge off. It softens everything. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It actually is magic. So reminding you, you know, um, positivity, get back to the discipline of your mindset. I think all these things kind of, they do water down. They get diluted well, if we're not actively we, doing it all the time. We forget about
0: them and we use them as throwaway terms, like, oh, yeah, your positivity stuff. But, no, okay, so positivity and power. So, for example, perhaps if you've been feeling a bit disconnected from your power lately, which, of course, is connected to self-worth, the number one problem every single human being this <laughs> in this planet is currently here as a soul lesson to work on. So what can you do for that? There's a simple, basic thing every day. Well, what about when you get into bed at night or you have your quiet time? Because I know that you're all doing your two minutes of meditation because <laughs> I've told you to a thousand times. Oh, we've been
1: inundated with emails, yes. back saying they're
0: all doing it. No, no. Not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So when you're doing that two minutes I told you to do, um, how about adding in, for example, a little power exercise just for 30 seconds or 60 seconds where – You imagine yourself in your place of power. Now, maybe it's a room and fit out that room exactly how it needs to be to sit at the throne or sit at the desk of your place of power. Maybe it's in a natural space or maybe you're imagining yourself on stage or maybe you're just imagining yourself holding your own in an argument or maybe, I don't know, Jane, maybe you've got some cool visuals to add to that, to this to help people think up stuff.
1: Oh, look, well, I'm, I'm in the sea dreaming at the moment, so I'm probably the wrong one to ask what? about A's and B's. I'm right in the sea. I've got the most incredible stuff happening around the world in my dreams. In your head,
0: so you're imagining yourself um, implementing amazing, life-changing things for people or whatever it is
1: for you. It can also be about your emotions. Like It could be that you're imagining that you're sitting in... That contentment, that peace. That's right? So we want to so reiterate beautiful.
0: at this point that the brain knows no difference between real life and imagination. So that's why we talk about basics like visualization and, and affirmations. Remember, you don't have to believe them, just say them. You don't have to really think that it's true, but just visualize it and it's the repatterning. You've got to keep doing it over and over and over to unlearn and relearn into the way, into the vibration that you want to make you know, comfortable with your body. You want to make familiar and consistent with your body so you can hold that vibration more regularly, click into that vibration much more regularly throughout your day and so that it becomes really real and true for you.
1: I think it's important to really write a little list of the, the tools that you find easy to do that have always worked for you and just keep that little list by your side or on your phone or on your iPad and when you have a moment, just get those basic tools and just do it. Mm. You know, so we've talked about uh, gratitude, visualization, positivity. Let's not forget the inner child. I mean, when triggers happen, it's often the inner child that's running the show. Just remind yourself, it only takes you like 60 seconds to just go back into a visualization of what that dear little child is feeling and for you as the adult to parent her or him, to tell them how amazing they are, that it's okay to feel that way, to speak the truth to whoever has hurt that little person. Speak the truth as an adult because you've got the power and authenticity and dynamite to be able to do it. I'm using dynamite. I've used that a lot today. don't know why. Mm, power. Mm, yeah, there you go. And I must be day. moving into my seagull. Um, and so remind that child of how beautiful and loved and unique and gorgeous they are. And that's all you have to do to take the edge off. And you go, right, hang on, I'm back to center again. I'm back to peace. I'm back to contentment. Um, we also just want to touch mm. on, of course, mirror work. So don't forget your mirror work of, you know, What is it when somebody triggers you? What is it you can own in yourself? You can be doing that mirror work now within five minutes. You can just very quickly go, this person's annoyed me. Why have they annoyed me? Because they're arrogant. How can you be arrogant? Oh, yeah, I can be. Work it in the shadow side. Work it in the positive side. Love yourself for it. Accept it and move on. So don't forget the basics. They work. As new layers of healing are revealed to me, I utilize my past wisdom.
0: Jane and I have lots of past wisdom. Go back to the archives. I hope you all know that there are archives on thewellnesscouch.com. You can find every one of our 107 other episodes all just sitting there, waiting to be re-listened to, get the pen and paper out, do some of the exercises. And the other thing that we mentioned last show but which is so excitement is that we actually have a website because we're for real now. Like
1: we're real professional people with a real website. Well, we're also syndicated <laughs> in the States now too. Oh,
0: my gosh. I can't believe I didn't Okay, so first of all, the website is lovelifeshow.com
1: and Jane. And we are syndicated in the U.S. on talk radio. Sp- speak, speak up talk. Speak up talk radio which is really exciting so um the word is spreading which is really
0: great over there as well so yeah it's it's been a very exciting time for us jane and i were just going to say very quickly had a meeting with our spirit guides the other day and they have some big plans for you guys through us so we will be launching some amazing stuff in 2015 stay tuned and until this time next week go back to your basics master them own them and power your life Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.